Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble with Alex and Tiago. We're now into season two of this podcast and we're super excited for the new season and cannot wait to get stuck into the Bahrain Grand Prix. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble. Uh, I think these have been the quickest 98 days from end of uh, the end of last season to uh, you know today, a couple of days away from um, you know from the uh, opening race. Alex, how have you spent the uh, the last couple of months? Um, in eager anticipation for the start of the new season, basically, I've just been dying for for testing and for the opening Grand Prix. I've just I couldn't wait to get back into it. Yeah, obviously it ended a little bit later last year, but I just feel like it has flown by this year. Yeah, de- no, definitely, definitely has flown by. Yeah, and then with the, um, you know, we had sort of, um, I remember that when the car launches were coming up, it, it literally just snuck up on me. All of a sudden, all the car launches are coming out and we've got testing in Barcelona, testing in um, in Bahrain. And then the very next weekend, it's, you know, it's obviously the first re- uh, race weekend of the season. Super excited. Um, let's talk about it. How, yeah, um, where do you want to start? Who, who, okay, let's start with who Who do you think is looking strong? I think uh, Ferrari are looking particularly strong, um, along with McLaren. Um, although, I know because obviously we're doing our podcast a little bit later than, than usual, and that's not always going to be the case. We've had practice today. Um, some of the cars, cars didn't look as good as perhaps we thought. I'm still, I'm still going sort of like, Pecking order, sort of like Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes, Red Bull. Like I'm, yeah. I'm convinced Red Bull aren't as strong as everyone thinks they are. Yeah, you you can tell that you've had a really busy day and you've been you've been working <laughs> and you've not had a chance to watch practice because like Red Bull just look they just look quick and they look like they could just pull out another second out of the bag. Well, um, I saw I saw that um, like Pierre Gasly was top of the first practice session, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. And then Ferraris, and then McLarens were right down the bottom. Yeah, the, the McLarens are struggling because they they had some um, some issues in testing with uh, with their brake ducts. I think they were like burning. Um, okay. So they 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 were on the back foot on the um, yeah the last last few days of testing. Obviously, Ricardo had COVID, um, so it was just it wasn't obviously plain sailing for them. And mm. they've come to this weekend. They they've not looked pretty particularly fast um i know it's obviously only only um fp1 fp2 we're not going to know anything until you know saturday at qualifying yeah um but still they've they've still looked a bit off the pace and also there was another another leak with um with ricardo's car like a water leak so he missed pretty much the whole of fp2 um it's not a great time the last week or so is he no no it's uh it's not been it's not been the best start for them and honestly i i think they're they're off the pace i think they're they're definitely in the midfield, and I don't think they're, you know, they're at the top end of that midfield. If I'm honest. So because I missed the FP two, how how were how were my my boys over at Mercedes looking? I've I've completely missed it. So I'm going to need you to update me on that, and then obviously I'm going to comment on on whatever you say. Yeah. So not to, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but not looking great. I think they're. I think they're okay. George Russell was was talking about how they they reckon they're probably a second off where they want to be. 
Um, okay. And they said not necessarily in, in single lap pace, um, but when you're looking at sort of longer runs, they're, they're not very happy. The problem with, with Mercedes is, and this is what's coming out of the team, they reckon they, they do have a lot of pace in that car. They have a lot of speed. Mm. But right now, they're being badly affected by the, the porpoising. Or is it porpoising? Is that how you say it? Porpoising. Oh, is this, the, is, this, is this the whole, the, the bouncing the, the that bouncing. goes down the street? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, like, Red Bull seemed to to have got it, like, sorted. Uh, and McLaren, every time they... Not McLaren, sorry. Mercedes, every time they go for a bit of performance, the car just... You just see it bop up and down. Like, on the straight, you just see, like... You just see, um, what's his name? Like, Russell's, like, his head was just, like, going up and down. Like, it was dancing some, yeah. like, heavy metal. I saw. Um, I like that that video that went around of one of the. I can't remember which one it was. Now it was one of the uh, Alpha Tauri drivers. They put like some disco music as he was coming down the straight. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, that it's, is it's very not, much what it's like for him. Yeah, it's not looking particularly good for them. But again, what's coming out of the team is it's not looking good for us like right now. But I think what the the general consensus is when they've sorted that out, once they've sorted obviously those problems they have a lot of pace in that car and they actually really mm. believe in their package. They think it's a really good car, um, yeah. but they just need to uh, to sort out their their porpoising. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I think, one, I suppose, if you're looking at it from a Mercedes perspective as well, they've got two drivers that, that they know can drive the nuts off of a car that isn't at its peak performance. You, you take Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton, you know, can drive pretty much anything and get, get a good result. Um, and George Russell's shown what he where he can put a Williams that is one of the worst performing cars on the grid. Um, so at least they can they can they can draw comfort knowing that they've got two drivers. If the car's not quite where they want it, they're still going to get decent results from it because they've got the drivers that can pull it out of the bag. Yeah, and it, again because we're we're at such an early stage in the regulations. Again, I think the uh, the consensus in the paddock is that from one race weekend to another, we can see like massive like fluctuations in the uh, in the pecking order so yeah. instead of having like you know before you used to have like little updates and it was like a little fin here and another fin there and you'd bring little separate updates every weekend what they reckon is going to happen this year is that you're going to have less updates but they're going to be like really big ones mm-hmm. um, and again because in terms of the development curve because we're literally right at the, at the very beginning of it they expect the um the, the the rate of development to to really be quite quick, so yeah. a Mercedes might be one second off today or or you know this weekend, and in other seasons you know you wouldn't expect a car to be able to make up a whole second during a year you know that's a lot of time to to gain, but what yeah. like it it wouldn't be surprising if by like I don't know Barcelona for example Mercedes are the fastest car or the second fastest. Yeah, and I think that's going to be one of the exciting things across the season, and and that's not just going to apply to Mercedes; it can apply to anyone. Like you could you could have a, a, a Haas or a Williams quite far down the back of the grid, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they they got a race win. <laughs> it's it's going to be really exciting to see what each team can deliver over the course of the season, and I think we're going to end up with maybe by mid-season another team suddenly turning it around and then putting themselves in contention for. Maybe the driver's title or the or the constructor's title. Um, it'll be it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I'm super excited. Yeah, as am I. And look, you you mentioned two teams there, Hass and Hass and Williams, and Hass like I think Hass are looking okay. You know, they're not going to win. They're not going to win races, but I think they're they 
they're going to be um, there's going to be some weekends where they're going to be sort of at the top of midfield, in my opinion. Yeah. Williams, unfortunately, though, you know, you're expecting such a such a famous you know brand within Formula One, such a you know a team with such history. Obviously, went for a very difficult time with the uh, the last set of regulations. We were hoping to see them further up the field, but they're they're looking like the uh, the back markers. Mm. Yeah, and and I don't think I think that they actually might be detached from the midfield, and I think even the likes of Haas and Alfa Romeo are still in that midfield. I think Williams are actually just the slowest, the slowest out of all the teams. I mean, that would be that that would be a complete shame. And I, again, I don't think, like I mentioned earlier, with Mercedes having two drivers that are able to pull it out of the bag, it's. Are Albon and Latifi going to be able to do that? I mean, Latifi's shown that he's not really had had the same kind of level as George Russell over the last two years. Um, will we see a Red Bull Alex Albon, or will we see a, a Toro Rosso Alex Alex Albon? That that'd be uh, interesting to see. Is 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 he going to do what George Russell did in in that Williams, or is he going to be similar level to Latifi? I predict that we're going to have a Williams that is so off the pace that we won't even know what kind of album we're getting. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. A, I, Willi- a Williams that's, that, that's, that's so slow it's going backwards. Yeah, like, look, obviously this is... We haven't seen any <clears throat> genuine running yet, and, you know, I could be very wrong, but they just they just don't look fast, and I don't think there is... There's not a lot of good good things coming out of the team... Um, they haven't put in, you know, any laps where you thought, oh, they, you know, there's a bit of speed in that car. They've they've had a pretty tame testing. Um, they had a, you know, a fire. They lost a couple of, you know, a couple of, um, a couple of days, I think, overall. In and they're just yeah. not in a good place, unfortunately. You know, with all the investment that they've had, um, you know, that car starting to to fill up a little bit in terms of sponsors. They've changed their management. Obviously, the uh, the Williams family has has left the team and. Yeah, you were hoping that was going to be a a reset, but it, it doesn't seem like they've they've got it right. Yeah, do you think it might have knocked them a little bit with the the, the amount of input that George Russell gave to that team? Because obviously he's he's very good with the, the technical aspects and giving feedback to the team. Do you think maybe that's that's knocked them a little bit where they've not got that input anymore? Well, he was there when they were developing the car, so you would expect. Yeah, but the surely they. Yeah, but surely they'd cut him off at some yeah. point. Surely um, they'd cut him off at some point before he went to Mercedes. It's like not that they're, they're going to be competing Mercedes, but all teams, you know what they're like. They're so secretive. They must, they must have had a point where he goes, "Sorry, George, you're not involved with this anymore, mate." Yeah, that's a, that's a very valid point actually. But um, I, I wonder because they're both, you know, Mercedes engine. Maybe you know they're not in the same league. Um, I don't know how you know how big the secrecy was. Um, mm. But but yeah, I take your point that. It is a good point, actually, um, but but again, it, it's a car that's been in developed for two years because that's something we can't forget. These cars yeah. have been they've been developing these cars for two years because these regulations were meant to come in twenty twenty one, and obviously mm. because of COVID, they didn't, and now and now they're here. And yeah, like obviously when we were speaking earlier in the week, all the cars look so different, uh, especially around the side pod area, especially um, the Mercedes. Yeah, the Mercedes looks really different. The the Red Bull looks looks really interesting as well. Um the the Ferrari looks 
yeah, it looks really interesting. Like they all just look really interesting. Some of them are like yeah. really, some of them are really wide, and they've got these like channels like underneath sort of thing. Yeah, for the air to go underneath like uh, underneath the uh, the side pod, for example. Then you got the likes of McLaren of um, Mercedes, sorry, who just don't. It seems like they don't have side pods at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to see all the um, all the different uh, development routes that they've gone they've gone with. Yeah, which which I mean, which of all the cars that that are significantly different do you think looks the most innovative? Well, without a shadow of a doubt, the one that looks the most innovative is is the Mercedes because there's no side pods. Like yeah, like you know you you can't get past that point whether it's quick mm. or not. And and again, the reason why it's not quick so far, the team doesn't think it's because of of the side pods. They think it's it's something else. It's the poor, yeah. the porpoising, um, but you just look at that car and it's just like, it's it's as if they forgot to put the tie pods on, um, <laughs> which is a, like an incredible feat of like engineering to, you know, the way they've packaged that car and and the way they must have moved things around to, to essentially not to have tie pods is obviously amazing, um, and I think you know I am confident we are going to see the uh, the benefit of that. I just don't think it's yeah. going to be in the first few races. Well, I think is quite cool with the the Mercedes innovation of the side pod, is that when you think years ago when you had Braun and Red Bull with their double diffusers, yeah. that was something that all the teams could quite quickly add. To like, it wasn't it wasn't too difficult a a design to implement onto their cars. Whereas, <clears throat> sorry, whereas the Mercedes is quite a narrow car before they came out with those. So that the innovation of the no side pods it was the narrowest car by far and for the other teams to if if <coughs> sorry if it turns out that the mercedes is the fastest car because of that innovation that's a lot that's a much bigger task to try and match because it it, it, it could mean sort of um rearranging the way the engine is structured because yeah. that that dictates the shape of the car as well Predominantly, you think like last year how big and bulbous the 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 Alpine was, um, and how McLaren when they took on the Mercedes engine they had to redesign the whole rear of their car. It's like that's that's um, if Mercedes do end up dominating because of that innovation, that's a big task for everyone else to kind of match. Yeah. So from I, I get what you're saying. Like from the eye test, the the Mercedes isn't as slim as it was in in barcelona um okay. obviously not on the side pod area but just you know like on the uh, engine cover sort yeah. of thing it um it looks considerably um considerably wider um but again like i have no doubt like this is they've got all the data like mm. they, they've picked this this concept for a reason yeah. um you know they had the other concept and they've gone no actually this is the one we want to use i have no doubt this is this is the fastest one at least on their side of things yeah um it's just whether they can unlock the true potential of that but the likes of like red bull for example their their side pods they're, they're again they're very cool as well they're very interesting different philosophy a car that looks much slimmer around the back in sort of the the coke bottle area um ferrari they've got the widest side pods there is you know the side pods <laughs> almost come wider than the floor but then they've got you know, there's like, I don't know what you call them, like almost like tunnel-like things. Um, you know, at the top of the side pods, and 
again that's their innovation it's just i just like seeing all these different cars if you yeah. painted all the cars the same color i could tell you like which one's which easily. yeah absolutely like absolutely which 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 do you think is the best looking car? Like, what's your of all the cars? Just not not just the way it looks with all the arrows and all the innovations. Like everything all put together, all things considered, what do you think is just like it just looks the nuts? I hate the Williams. Yeah, I, I think, don't like the Williams. I think like the Williams looks it it just looks awful. Um, I think I like the Ferrari. I think and the Red Bull. The Ferrari and the Red Bull for me, um, probably my two favorites. I, I'm, I really like the look of, just just on mainly based off of the li- of the livery, Alfa Romeo. Yeah. I think I just think it looks so nice, especially the way they've they've incorporated it onto the the uh, wheel covers. Um, it just looked like everyone else has come out and tested it. Just like oh, that was just so boring with the wheel covers, just black wheel covers. And now that um, McLaren have got their Google deal, McLaren have added yeah. the the Google colors onto the to the wheel wheel covers. I think like just make use of it. Just make it. You've got all this new space, like advertising space and stuff like that. It just looks really, just looks really cool. And I think the, the uh, the Alfa Romeo colours just 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 work work right. I can't get over the green though of the Aston Martin. That green just always looks amazing. Yeah, and it, it works so much better with the um, with the lime than it did with the pink last year. Yes, absolutely, absolutely agree with you. I, I mean, I, I still like the Mercedes. I think it's nice to see the silver, and um, they've not kind of given up on the, the 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 whole Lewis Hamilton thing that they were helping to promote with the Black Lives Matter, etc. Having the black livery, they've still kept some of the black uh, incorporated into it all. They've still got their the the, the black uh, racing suits for the drivers. Um, speaking of liveries and all stuff like that, have you seen Hamilton's new helmet for this year? Yeah, Oof, um... that's. That's you nice. like it? Oh, I love it. Mm. Absolutely love it. I don't know. But I... then it's Hamilton. What don't yeah, I love exactly. about Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you don't know how surprised I was the fact that you said that your favourite car was the uh, the Alpha. I was like, he's 100% going to say the Mercedes. I was like, I just know he's going to say Mercedes. <laughs> so um, you, you was like, so he's not going to say the Alpha because Bottas is driving the Alpha. There's no way yeah, he's going to exactly. say Alpha. Exactly. But um, yeah, like the, um, yeah, like, just I'm just happy. Like I'm literally just buzzing today. So in like FP one and FP two, I literally picked up my chair, I placed it like right in front of the TV and I just sat there and I watched like both the, the practice sessions. Like, you know, even even the guys on Sky they're saying, Look, this isn't you're not gonna see any times here that are gonna be, you know, indicative of true pace, like I was like, I don't care. I'm just buzzing. This is this is for... this is the moment. This is the this is the moment where your boss tunes into our podcast and he's like, "You what, Tiago? You was doing what during work hours?" <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, to be fair, FP one was perfectly during lunch, and uh, an FP two, I uh, I had my uh, my laptop with me. Oh, okay, I like how you've you've added that into the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I was working, yeah, just, boss. I promise. Just, just backtracking. <laughs> I, on the other hand, was fully committed to my job and uh, wasn't able to watch the the practice sessions. So if my boss is listening, I'm a good little soldier. Yeah, but that's why you came in thinking that McLaren were looking good. Exactly. <laughs> I, clearly, I clearly haven't done my research before this podcast. That's the, Next week is going to be fine. <laughs> next week I'll be on it. 
Yeah, so it's going to be... Um, do you know what I think is going to be a bit annoying? Is the fact that... And we've... Um, we, we, we've spent, obviously, quite a bit of time in, in Bahrain over the last few years. We've just yeah. spent another three days in Bahrain. We've had all the practice sessions now. And now we've got the... Um, We've got the race in Bahrain as well, like yeah. yeah, the cars, the cars are new, but like, we've the best racing is always like when like, FP one, FP two are cancelled because of rain or whatever, <laughs> and then, and then like they go into the race like with no information at all. They have no, no idea how long. Yeah, no setup. They have no idea how long the tire is going to last. Um, you know, maybe the grid is sort of jumbled up or whatever, and then you have you have fantastic racing. I think when you spend so much time on a certain track, you've got so much information, then, the, you know, it, it can mean that the racing is a bit, you know, it's quite predictive. I think as well, whatever happens uh, this season, it's going to be unpredictable because before, over the years, you've got so many tracks that have been on the calendar for years on end and the historical tracks and the teams have got all of this data. That doesn't apply like they haven't run these yeah. new tires on on all of the circuits. They, these are new cars completely. So it's almost like every track they've got no data. Effect effectively. I mean obviously there there is some data that they're going to be, be able to apply etc. But it's it's still going into the unknown on each circuit. Like yeah. the circuits where certain things would um affect the tires or the 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 engines might overheat because of this that and the other, but because it's all new, it's going kind of like oh, well what we thought was going to work doesn't here or oh this works and that's a nice surprise and it's it's everything's new it's not just the new circuits that come into the calendar it's every every track is going to feel like a new track it's pretty cool yeah no that, that is true that is true i would just say on like on the point that i was making you know like in in spain it's yeah. always like it's always one of the worst races of the year like yeah i can't think of a of an interesting spain race Unless the two Mercedes crash against against each other and Verstappen goes on to win it, you know, as happened in 2016, I think it was. But like, the the Spain race is always the most predictable. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm adamant. The reason for that is because we spend so much time testing there. I say we like like me and you are part of the uh, part of the paddock. But um, like <laughs> we are. F1 spends. <laughs> F1 spends so much time like just on that track it it then becomes like really difficult to to do anything in like special because ev every team has got like every bit of data you can think of um speaking of uh being part of the paddock just for the the, the people that do listen to this uh there may be some sneaky access to um the paddock in a certain race this this season which won't be announced just yet but we might be able to Share some sneaky footage with you all on our socials. Yeah, and and, and by we, it's only Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it will be on the F1 Ramble, and yeah. Tiago will be there with me in spirit. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be watching from home. Um, yeah, just just a quick mention, a couple of other teams that we haven't really touched on. Um, we haven't touched too much on them, and obviously they're one of the biggest names on the grid. Ferrari, looking, they're looking pretty good. I think they're quietly confident. Yeah, and they've also got two amazing drivers that are going to be potential title contenders this year. Yeah, the second best, if not the best, driver pairing on the grid, in my opinion. Who's the best driver pairing? Hamilton and Russell. Yeah, I'd go with that. 
um, followed by obviously by uh, by Sainz and Leclerc. Um, yeah, they both I'd, had a I'd decent put, season last year. I'd still put the uh, I'd put the McLaren pairing above the Red Bull pairing as well. Mm, I don't know. I'm not I'm not very like very big on Danny Ricciardo. Really, or um, as a driver or as a person? As a driver, like, obviously as a person, he's, got, he's a great character. But as a driver, I just I think there's been a bit too many question marks from from him in in the last few years you know sort of left he left red bull because he did think that you know verstappen had it had it over him uh was yeah. a bit quicker than him I, that's my opinion it goes to the renault took him in the first season he was nowhere until they had to develop the car so it was very heavy on the brakes so it could suit his driving style it went to McLaren, and last year, I know it takes, the t- takes time to get used to the car, but it was awful. Like, you know, he he won the race because, you know, things fell onto his lap, but he did not have a good season. Like, Norris no, of course comfortably of course beat not. him. Comfortably. But, but he, but also, um, they weren't going to make, they weren't going to make radical changes to that car to suit Daniel Ricciardo last year anyway. That was just never going to be on the cards with the whole rule change happening this year. It'd be interesting to see how he does this year. Now that there's a f- completely fresh car, um, he'd have been able to have his input throughout the course of last year. So hopefully we see a much more settled Daniel Ricciardo because when he's on it, he's on it. Yeah, but like th- th- this is this is my point. It's like, if you're having to really change your car to fit someone, like, I think I think that may, that may be like questions someone's like driving ability. And again, you know, I'm really big on him. But like, Alonso would be able to get on that car and drive it. Yeah, like, no, I I agree that, with you. That, that that's my point, and I think if to, if this season he gets beaten by uh, gets beaten by Norris handily again, I wonder where that leaves him. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna leave him going to a team better than McLaren. <laughs> like let's say let's say Norris gets like double the points as he did, like he did this year. What what happens to Danny Ricciardo? Because I don't know if McLaren keep him. NASCAR, mate. I don't know. Like he, he'll always have a, he'll have a place anywhere because he's he's a good like he's a good driver, right? He's not. This is the thing. I don't think he's like world champion standard, but he's a good driver, and he's got yeah. a great character, really personable, really marketable. He'll fit in any team. Like you know, especially one of the smaller teams would love to have him. If anything, for the for the amount of attention he'll bring. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I just think there's some, there's some questions, some questions around him. Um, well, if, you, if you look, he's he's had two, has he got two race wins less, one race win less than Valtteri Bottas. Um, and Valtteri Bottas's wins came in the Mercedes. Um, yeah. So, I, I think he'd he'd find himself in a team like an Alpha Alpha Romeo. I mean, Alfa Romeo yeah. would be well happy if they could have Daniel Ricciardo and Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, how many how many race wins does um does Ricciardo have? Is that eight? Eight now after Monza, it's eight. He had yeah, seven like, before he went to McLaren. You know, you look at those you look at those eight wins. Um, like just three of them off the top of my head. Monza fell into his lap. There's one in I think in in Malaysia where um, they um, essentially. It start, there was a safety car and they managed to pit both the Red Bulls and then um, it was a time that Max Verstappen crashed with um, with Vettel okay 
like yeah anyway he essentially max verstappen max verstappen lost that race he went on to win it he's winning monaco max verstappen was the fastest all weekend but then he um he tapped the wall and crashed which meant that you know all of a sudden like half of his wins are like you know i mean something has had to happen for him to to be to to be fair to him to be fair to him that monaco win was redemption from the year before was it the year yeah. before or was it two yeah. years before? I think, because he, he deserved yeah. it that that year, but he obviously got stuffed in his in his pit stop. Um fair point. But that, that was that was that was redemption. Um no, fair point. But well, I um, do get I do get your point. Yeah, just a couple couple of the other teams I think we should mention. Like Thiassin Martin, obviously Vettel is is out this weekend because he's got COVID. So yeah. we've got Welcome um, back, Nico. Yeah. He um he seems to be the um, the go-to. He's he would have had what three or four races in in two years without being a driver. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think um, Nikita Mazepin's probably happy he's not in the uh, the drivers' championship this year and he's not racing this year because he'll end up twenty-first again. Yeah, that'll be the uh, the Nikita <laughs> special. Twenty-first um, out of twenty drivers, lovely. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that team. Um, and again, we, we've spoken about this off camera, but um, or off off mic. But um, there was a lot of a lot of hype around the um, the acquisition of the team. Um, there was a lot of hype around some of the upgrades they did to the factory, some of the sponsors mm-hmm. that they brought in, and how they were going to help actually with the racing operations and 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 all the data and analytics that comes from the racetrack. Um, they got a world champion in Sebastian Vettel. You know the British Racing Green back on, um, you know, back on the grid, and they didn't deliver last year, which is was okay, it was understandable. But I was expecting more from them this year. I think they they seem to be like the most middle of the pack team there is. No, again, no, there's no excitement coming out of there. There's no one, you know, there's there's no one sort of making me believe that this team might might do something special whether it's next year or the following year it's all a bit subdued um and and the same thing goes goes for alpine i think i think my opinion of alpine is actually slightly better today than it was a few days ago i think they're they're looking okay um mm. but again you know they were promising they were promising fernando alonso a, a championship winning car and it's just not a championship winning they, car they promised the same to anyway. daniel ricardo as well didn't they yeah but i think with you know, Daniel Ricciardo left left prematurely. They they promised a championship winning. <laughs> well, you look at a, it now, did he? <laughs> well, well, if McLaren are, you know, are off he got the pace, they seem to he got, this weekend. He got he got a race win in the McLaren. He didn't in the in the Renault or Alpine. So did it. Ocon Ocon got a race win as well. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're looking okay. I think after the first test in Barcelona, they were like. They they copied essentially the uh, the Mercedes engine, and they were like patting themselves on the back because <laughs> the the engine didn't didn't blow up, and it's kind of like well you're you're seven years too late, and yeah. you copied someone and you're happy that it didn't break, and then like the thing is to make things worse, they didn't even run it at the um at the highest at the highest setting, so it's kind yeah. of like you know we coasted and it didn't break. We have no idea if it's gonna if it's gonna break when we run it at a higher setting. But you watch lap, even, lap ten of the Grand Prix on Sunday. Yeah, 
even worse, they only managed to actually fit the engine in the car like hours before the testing started. And yeah. like they're there, like just patting themselves in the back, like, look how great we are. And it's like, well, you've done the bare minimum. It's got, they got their hammers out, just bashing it to get it into shape to fit in. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was a couple of, couple of interesting laps today from mainly Alonso. Ocon had one or two as well, but they are, I think, if I am going to take something from FP1 and FP2 and give it more importance than, than what it should have, Maybe this weekend they're at the top of the midfield, um, okay. but they're nowhere near, nowhere near Ferrari, nowhere near Red Bull. Um, they they just look on in a class of their own, especially the yeah. Red Bull. The Red Bull, that the um, the Ferrari has quick laps, so they might you know come out, drive around for a little bit, and then have a quick lap. Mm. Um, Red Bull was just like every lap was like up there. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I do think the uh, they're my favourites for for this for this weekend. Okay. And with that, I will I will give you my uh, my predictions. Okay. Right. So let's go po- for your quali, your pole position. Max. Yeah. Race winner. Max. Ugh. Then I think I think Leclerc. I think signs. I was going to say Alpha Tauri, but um, they were really good when it was hot and not so good when it was cold, like in the night. So, And it's going to okay. be a night race. Um, oh, oh, sorry, we're not meant to swear, so... <laughs> cut, we'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> I want to put, I want to put Alonso uh, <laughs> fourth and, and fifth. I'm going, to put, I'm going to put Hamilton. Actually, no, Paris. Sorry, Paris. That is my, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be my prediction for the weekend. What what are you thinking? Pole position, Leclerc. You hate Max. Oh, Max. of course. <laughs> um, then I'm going Leclerc for the win. Yeah. Signs P2. I'm going to go for a 1-2 Ferrari. Um, I'm going to go with Hamilton, Russell, Verstappen. Wow. That is that is straight out of fancy land. Hey, I'm loyal. I didn't I, look, I didn't do I didn't do great last year on these predictions. Uh I don't even want to think about what the, how scores were, but um yeah, I've got to go I've got to go with what I, my heart. Yeah, that this is this is definitely going with your heart, I tell you that. Hey, look, I didn't give Hamilton the race win. That would have been that would have been bonkers. Yeah. Now that I've said that, he's going to go do it, isn't he? Do you know what? To be fair, what what <laughs> what puts me off the most is like the fact you put Verstappen fifth. If you've actually put Verstappen top and then you, you gave me Leclerc, Sainz, Hamilton, Russell, I'd be like, do you know what? That makes that makes quite a bit of sense. But No, we'll I just think I, I just think Verstappen's going to do something stupid. But like he, could, he could get P2. I still think Leclerc's going to be pole. But like Verstappen could get P two, and he's going to do something stupid, and he's going to try and like run someone off the track, and then he's going to he's going to come a cropper, and he won't be able to blame Lewis Hamilton because it would be Carlos Sainz that he's he's bumped into or something like that, and then it's 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 going to prove to everybody that it wasn't just Lewis Hamilton that he was having issues with. He's just an idiot all the time. 
Should we uh, finish off with some season predictions? Oh yeah, go on. Who um, who's your world champion? Drivers world champion. Uh, my heart is saying Hamilton because I do think Mercedes will be able to turn it around this season, and Hamilton will always keep himself in contention. Um, can I say two because like I want to say Hamilton. But if he's not, I want to fail safe. I want to back up. My backup's going to be Leclerc. Okay, well, my, again, my opinion has changed from a couple of days ago. Um, I think Verstappen to win it. Um, I I had Carlos Sainz as, as my sort of, not wild guess, but like, my bit out there guess to to be world champion but the more the more i think about it i think leclerc and signs will take too many points away from each other that although okay, cancel each other out yeah that they'll cancel each other out so with that in mind i'm going for ferrari as my constructors constructors champion but i'm going with for verstappen as my world champion yeah i'd go i'd definitely go with ferrari as constructors champion Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any wild guesses? Any wild predictions? I think the uh, the most the one that I've seen on on Twitter quite a bit is um, quite a few people predicting a um, an all British podium at some point. Yeah, I'd I'd buy into that for sure. Um, I I, I like I'd like to think. I, I mean, I said this to you the other day. It's not a wild prediction because it does happen. But um, I think that all teams are going to score points this year. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Especially if you have like a a silly race. Yeah, I mean, we could. I I reckon we could probably see five or six different teams on the podium. Yeah, I think we had that last year. Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Alpine, Alpine, AlphaTauri. Yeah, they're Aston six. Martin. Did they get a podium? Yeah, Vettel got two, didn't he? he got P three, P two, got P two oh, really? in Baku. Wow. Then what? We're at seven. Um, Haas mm. obviously didn't. Williams, no, Williams got a podium as well. Oh, Williams, did, that's didn't, eight. Didn't Russell come second? Like he did in, in Spa. In, um, in Spa. Yeah. And then yeah, so we got Haas. We've got Let's go nine. And... Let's go nine. Nine different teams on the podium. Nah, I think I think we're we're not gonna we're not gonna see that again. Well, um, let's see if we get nine. If we get nine different teams on the podium, that'd be awesome. That's a successful yeah, season. Yeah, that that is a that is a pretty pretty wild guess. <laughs> um, yeah. my my wild guess is is going to be that Lando Norris gets triple the amount of points as Daniel Ricciardo. I'm I'm yeah I'm off the uh I am off the Daniel Ricardo bandwagon as Ooh. as this podcast I'm still on, I'm still I'm still a bit of a Daniel Ricardo fan as well. Nah, again I l- like the guy but in terms of his racing I've uh, I'm I'm committing. You know, okay. I'm jumping off the fence, I'm committing. Um Yeah, and then I also I also think that I think Carlos Sainz is going to be Charles Leclerc for a second year. Okay. Very and if he I, and and if he does that you know, I think we need to start thinking about him differently because, yeah. you know, he beat them in, in his first season in red 
and if he was to do that again with what looks like a very competitive car you know i, I wonder what yeah I wonder, I wonder what ferrari will think internally yeah i mean even if i think even if carlos Sainz didn't beat uh, charles leclerc this year and they're close you can still think the same thing because it's yeah he beat him last year leclerc beat him this year they're even see what happens in the third year best out of three We'll see. Anyway, I'm buzzing for buzzing for this weekend. Can't wait to yep. to, to be back here on Tuesday, and yep. um, and for us to, to do a little debrief. Um, yeah, and, on, and also discuss... on, so also on Tuesday we're going to be doing it video styles as well. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll have uh, lots of viewers as well as lots of listeners for the ne- for the next episode. Um, we're kindly being uh, allowed to use the studios at Flex FM. So 101.4, DJ Carlos is going to tear my head off if I've got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, now obviously, but, uh, we've, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously we're very lucky to to be able to do that. But also I think just in general, I think people got a lot to look forward this year in terms of some of the content we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, outside the podcast, which would be really good. Um, but yeah, for now, look, Alex, it's been good to, uh, yeah, it's been good to... Um, to predict what we think is going to happen this weekend yep. and, and obviously throughout the season and yeah just um looking forward to tuesday which is going to be our our sort of obviously weekly release date um obviously yep. this weekend we came a little bit later than usual yeah and also don't forget to check out all of our socials on hyper instagram twitter all that f1 ramble see you guys next week